You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. Today, use the eatlafayette.com website to find a great locally owned restaurant to try and use your Eat Lafayette digital passport to check in at a participating restaurant and you get another chance to win a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, that'll do it for Arcadiana's Morning News. Today, we will be back on Monday, your pre-July 4th show. But the Supreme Court, we're awaiting their decision on the student uh, loan debt issue. President Biden's $400 billion program. We'll have the details for you when when the decision is announced coming up shortly. Just kind of waiting on... Pins and needles to say to see when that happens. Joe Cunningham is coming up next as he'll be filling in for Moon. And uh, Moon will be filling in for Dan Bongino. All right. Have a great weekend. Maybe a damn Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Inflation moderated slightly last month. The PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, for May was up just one-tenth of a percent. For the year ending in May, the increase is 3.8%. And excluding food and energy, the increase for the year is 4.6%. Core inflation has been slower to come down and suggests inflation will persist for some time. Inflation is still running much stronger than the Federal Reserve's target of 2%. It is the last day of the week month and the quarter. Shares of Nike are losing ground. The company's profit was weaker than expected. Nike's seeing weaker demand for its athletic shoes and clothing, and it's had to cut prices. And earnings topped expectations at Constellation Brands, parent company of Corona and Modelo Beers. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter.com F-R-E-E. I'm Hannah Como, and I'm here with my husband, Brandon. We are so passionate about helping marriages grow and succeed. And as a licensed marriage and family therapist, I know the importance of investing in your relationship. We believe that a good marriage is the foundation of a healthy family. We also understand that marriage is hard, and the challenges that we face in today's society are different from those of the past. Our goal is to help you navigate those changes and to gain the skills to build a better marriage together. Listen in weekly to The Modern Marriage, 
help you create the marriage you have always wanted. Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Summertime's here and it's time for those trips. How about a short trip down the road to beautiful Natchitoches, Louisiana? The Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame and Northwest Louisiana History Museum has a new exhibit coming up. It's called Soul of the South, 30 pieces of contemporary art by Louisiana artists. There is a free reception Saturday, July 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. And you get to see all the sports exhibits at the Sports Hall of Fame. Get more details at louisianastatemuseum.org. Pack the Backpack, coming up July 1st through August 1st, sponsored by Gifting Grace Project. They're trying to pack 750 backpacks for families in need. Lots of ways to give with school supplies and donating money. Get the details at giftinggraceproject.com. By the way, the Delcom Seafood Market we advertised last week in July will not happen. The next Delcom Seafood Market is in August. We'll keep you posted. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on the Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters and mom and dad and grandpa and grandma need them. Thank you, first responders. This is what I signed up for as a first responder. I am constantly worried about being exposed to this virus and potentially bringing it back to my home and my family. I'm going to continue going to work day in and day out and providing help to those that need it. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Thank you, first responders. Be safe, look after yourself, and look after one another. Thanks. Let's show up for first responders and their families. Go to firstrcf.org to find out how you can help today. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. 
To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Eleanor's diagnosis is acute myeloid leukemia. This is a St. Jude moment. Immediately when we got here, we you get a nurse that walks around with you like for the first three days you're here to kind of give you the lay of the land and where to go. They know you're already drowning from the news that you're getting and why you're here. So they don't want you to have to figure stuff out by yourself. I know like you're here and you're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to smile, but it's hard not to when there's this giant community of strangers all working towards one goal. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they believe. They are all fighting to end childhood cancer. And I think that's something that should be celebrated. Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. When you're looking to try someplace new, check out the Dining by District feature on the eatlafayette.com website. You'll see all of the locally owned and operated restaurants that are a part of Eat Lafayette this year, grouped by Dining District. You may find a new favorite right in your area of town. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. morning, Louisiana. This is not Moon Grafon. It's Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon, who is preparing to fill in for Dan Bongino. So I know pretty much every market that we're on right now. If you're missing Moon, you only need to wait a couple hours because Moon will be here filling in for Dan Bongino. In the meantime, you've got me and a lot of breaking news because the Supreme Court is dropping some major cases today including just dropping the uh, 303 Creative case. This one is a big, big win for religious liberty as uh, progressives have tried to write laws that will compel somebody to violate their faith in order to accommodate what they call a protected class. The Supreme Court has said in a 6-3 opinion that Colorado cannot force a Christian website designer who makes websites for weddings to, uh, they cannot force that website designer to make a website, a wedding website for a LGBT wedding. So the 303 creative case, big, big, big win for religious liberty. The court holds that the first amendment, particularly the freedom of religion prevents Colorado state law and Colorado government from forcing a website designer to create expressive design speaking messages with which the designer disagrees. In this case, LGBT weddings, gay weddings. Uh, 
Sonia Sotomayor wrote the dissenting opinion, writing, Today, the court, for the first time in its history, grants a business open to the public a constitutional right to refuse to serve members of a protected class. Sonia Sotomayor would seek to tell you that your First Amendment rights are not nearly as important as somebody having to make a website for a gay wedding. That's it. That's that's what they're saying. That's what the left believes. That's what Sonia Sotomayor is arguing is that your First Amendment right to freedom of speech and freedom to practice your religion, those don't matter if it prevents you from doing something to promote a gay wedding. That's the progressive movement there. In a nutshell, those basic rights that you have that are afforded by the Bill of Rights, those don't actually matter so long as their pet-protected class of the moment gets what they think they deserve. Now, again, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Nothing. Uh, I, I don't have any problem with you know, a gay wedding with two men getting married, two women getting married, whatever. But the thing about rights is that your rights don't come at the expense of somebody else's rights. That's one thing that's always been lost in this discussion of gun rights, freedom of speech, freedom to practice religion, all of these things that are in the Bill of Rights that the left constantly complains about when it doesn't fit their prescribed narrative of the moment. Your rights are absolute. That's what the Bill of Rights says. And the Bill of Rights in particular frustrates the Democrats and frustrates progressives because it's a bill of negative powers for the government. It says what the government cannot do. The government cannot abridge your freedom of speech. It cannot abridge your freedom of religion. It cannot abridge your freedom to bear arms. Time and again, the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of your rights. There have been some ways in which they can be abridged. And those are controversial at best. But overall, the court has routinely sided with your rights to do these things. And it makes the left apoplectic. Take yesterday's ruling of the Supreme Court. Take yesterday's ruling on affirmative action in university admissions. The Supreme Court ruled in a 6-2 decision, 6-2 because Justice Ketanji, uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson had to recuse herself because she had heard the case at, the, at a lower court before she was promoted to the Supreme Court. But in a 6-2 decision, the Supreme Court said racial discrimination is wrong. That was their ruling. That's what they said. Racial discrimination is wrong. Racial discrimination violates the Equal Protection Clause in the Constitution. Racial discrimination violates Title VI, which prevents discrimination based on race. Racial discrimination, by putting up barriers to a certain minority group toward their admission into college, if the college is public or uses public funds, like the case of Harvard, which is a private institution but takes a lot of public funds, if you set up barriers to another race, which they were doing for Asian Americans, that's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. That's a violation of Title VI. 
The Supreme Court ruled it was a violation. In fact, here's what they wrote. This is uh, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote this in the majority opinion. Separate but equal is inherently equal, said the Supreme Court in Brown versus Board of Education. Separate but equal is inherently unequal. And in the dissenting opinion, John Roberts points out, they said, well, it depends. Separate but equal really isn't that unequal. It depends on how you're using it. It depends on if you're using our preferred method of discrimination. If you're using our preferred method of discrimination, yes, you can discriminate against Asian Americans. So if a black student applying for Harvard is in the 40th or 50th percentile of applicants, they can actually get a spot and Harvard can deny the spot to an Asian American because they're Asian American, even if they're in the top percentile, because they're Asian American and not African American, they can be denied that spot in favor of somebody who is not as qualified. That's not affirmative action, by the way. That goes well beyond the original point of affirmative action. The original point of affirmative action was in order to diversify your hires, you take two equal candidates. If one is white and one is black, affirmative action would take you pick the black one. But this has evolved into we've got, again, it's not equality, it's equity. That's the language trick they're using. Equality is when everybody has the equal shot to come in. Equity is what the left is using. Equity is about taking away from some to give to some who don't have. Equity is just race-based socialism, basically. Take from some to give to those who don't have. And that's what the dissent on the court was arguing yesterday. That's what the dissent on the court is arguing today in the 303 creative case. So big breaking news. The Supreme Court has ruled that the state government of Colorado, and this would mean that across the country, if a state passes a law that forces somebody to provide services, even if it, even if it violates their religious beliefs and their speech, it compels their speech even if it violates their personal beliefs. State governments can't do that. State governments can't force that. That's what the Supreme Court ruled today. And the dissent is saying, and the progressives are saying, you're allowing discrimination. This is discrimination. But yesterday, the dissent was arguing, well, okay, yeah, discrimination's okay. So which is it? Is discrimination okay or is discrimination not okay? Because yesterday, the dissent said discrimination's okay. Today, the dissent is saying discrimination's not okay. Which is it? So the Supreme Court is ruling fairly consistency, consistently that discrimination is wrong. Because remember, not too long ago, Neil Gorsuch, one of the conservative justices, sided with the progressives and authored a majority opinion in a case called Bostock. You may not remember this one, but this is the one that basically said that trans is a protected class. You cannot discriminate against trans. And curiously, what he wrote there in that case is also what he wrote concurring in the opinion yesterday, and he points out that the dissent is arguing opposite of what they argued in Bostock. 
In Bostock, the, the, the progressive justices were with him. The progressive justice said, absolutely, discrimination is wrong. And then they turn around, and in the case of the students for fair admissions versus Harvard, they argued that discrimination is okay depending on, where, on, on who is discriminating against. And then today they go right, the dissent goes right back, says discrimination is wrong. You're allowing a business open to the public to discriminate against a protected class. This is the problem with the progressive movement right now. The progressive movement is all in, but only for certain groups. It's not fairly applicable. It is not. It was never denied in court, nor is it a uh, is it at odds with the facts that Asian American students were being actively discriminated against in Harvard and UNC admissions. It was proven in court. They were able to prove in court that the universities were actually saying, "If this, if a student is Asian American, we're going to reject them and look for students from these other groups, Hispanic and uh, African American." It's not in dispute. Discrimination is okay. That's what the left is arguing. That's what this affirmative action policy argues. And the left is okay with that because it depends on who you're discriminating against. Asian American kids, well, they're hard workers. They're smart. They focus on scholarship. They're just fine. They don't need all, they don't they don't need to to be protected from discrimination. But then you turn around today and say, no, you cannot discriminate. You, you, and, and really what they're arguing is you can discriminate against Christians. You can force Christians to violate their faith, violate their beliefs, so long as it serves the pushing of the LGBT agenda. We're going to go ahead and take this break. When we come back, more on what the Supreme Court is releasing, more on the left and its belief that discrimination is okay, plus a lot of state news. The Democratic Party is in absolute chaos. You may be surprised to find that. There's a story out this morning, plus polling in the governor's race. We got a ton to go over here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize a future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. 
Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Time to load up. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon himself. He is prepping to go fill in for Dan Bongino. It's a day of fill-ins here before this holiday weekend. Moon is... Uh, he is, I think it's like almost a year to the day that he's, uh, that he first filled in for Dan and has been doing it, you know, off and on now and then, uh, I, I, I cannot, I, I, I love to see the reactions of people who normally expect Dan and then all of a sudden hear Moongrafon's voice. It's hilarious. But anyway, we've got a full plate because there's so much going on here. Again, if you missed the first segment, the Supreme Court has ruled that actually state law can't discriminate against Christians. Really, what the, uh, what the Supreme Court is ruling is that you have a First Amendment right to reject, your, uh, to reject business if doing said business would violate your speech and violate your religious liberty. The 303 Creative case, and I thought actually it might be dismissed because I don't think 303 Creative had actually been sued for yet. This was kind of a preemptive thing like, hey, this law has to be unconstitutional. And I thought they might dismiss on standing because she hadn't actually been sued yet. But the Supreme Court said 6-3, nope, this, uh, you cannot compel anybody like this website designer to make a website for an LGBT wedding if it, you know, because you're compelling speech. You cannot compel speech. That's part of the freedom of speech that you have. The government cannot compel your speech, which is what you're doing when you're asking somebody to make a website for you, even if that website violates their faith. And so the Supreme Court says, no, you can't do that. So that is the first of the major cases we're expecting today. Another case we're expecting will be the student loan case. The student loan case will be dropped uh, surely they are still reading the opinions from the 303 creative case. So we're still catching that. Uh, we're still waiting for that right now, not seeing that having dropped yet. But this is a big day for religious liberty. Yesterday, a big day uh, for those arguing that affirmative action is wrong, that for affirmative action is still racial discrimination. And the left is basically arguing in their outrage over that one that discrimination is okay if depending on which group you're discriminating against. Again, it is not it is not denied by any fact. In fact, it was proven in court that Harvard and UNC were discriminating against Asian American students. 
It's not in dispute. They are the facts of the case. Those two universities were discriminating against Asian Americans, discriminating against a minority group. But the left says that's okay because it was benefiting black and Hispanic students. In other words, discrimination is okay after all. Very weird. Very, very weird, the inconsistency. I mean, I say it's weird. It's, it's really not that weird. I mean, that's, again, the problem with the progressive ideology is that in order to protect all the classes you want to protect, sometimes you've got to, uh, you've got to oppress some other groups. In fact, it's very weird because we've been told for a while about AAPI violence, Asian American Pacific Islander violence. You know, remember that? Remember that whole wave of violence against Asian Americans and how this press was saying this is all this is all Trump's fault. This is also Republicans and conservatives fault. All this increased racial tension against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders now. And then it turns out, yeah, you can discriminate against them. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Remember that? Remember how that just kind of flipped? We stopped hearing about AAPI violence. We actually stopped hearing about AAPI violence when it came out that the people committing acts of violence against Asian Americans in this country were, were mostly black. And again, that, that, that you know, you, then we, we can't talk about the story. It, it flies in the face of the agenda. And now it's okay to discriminate against Asian Americans if they're applying for Ivy League University. That's the, that's the other thing in this case that's so wacky is or something like that of universities don't use the criteria that Harvard and UNC were using. Most of them, if you apply to these schools, these smaller schools are not elite Ivy League schools. They're still decent schools. But if you apply to them, chances are you get in. Your race doesn't play a factor. But in these elite Ivy schools, in these elite private institutions that take public money, they were discriminating against Asian American students. Is discrimination okay or is it not? Because in the Bostock case, discrimination is wrong. In the 303 Creative case, the dissent is arguing that discrimination is wrong. In the case of the Harvard students, discrimination is okay depending on who you're discriminating against. That's the problem. It's inconsistent. All right, we're going to keep an eye on SCOTUS, see what's coming up next. It looks like they're almost done with a 303 Creative Opinion, so we should be getting the student loan opinion soon. Keep you up to date on that. Plus, everything going on with state politics, polls for the governor's race, the Democratic Party in chaos, all that and more here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. We'll be back after this bottom of the hour break. Insanity, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool, 
You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana owned, customer focused. J&J Exterminating. Call him today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Attention business. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. From the moments that shape our lives to those that shape our days, broadcasters are there. Delivering the most trusted news that keeps you informed when it matters. We are your neighbors, a trusted voice, a lifeline. We are broadcasters. Text TV to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of a human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is not Moon Graffon. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He is preparing to fill in for Dan Bongino in just a little while. So you get the chance to hear Moon today, even though he's not on right now. He's just going to have a much bigger microphone and a much bigger audience. So I'm excited for it. I hope you're excited as well. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call and be part of the program would be glad to hear from you. I want to move on. Now, we're still expecting some more from the Supreme Court. I will get to that when those decisions come in. But there is a story I saw this morning, and it's as though the, the, the heavens were smiling down and saying, this is a great day to let there be a story about the Democratic Party in Louisiana just being out of control. 
from the Illuminator. Louisiana Democratic Party chair under fire for endorsement moves. Democrats cannibalize one another instead of building party, Representative Mandy Landry says. A string of decisions by the Louisiana Democratic Party chair has generated infighting among party members and a recent lawsuit surrounding its candidate endorsements. Two members of the Democratic State Central Committee, Catherine Hurst and Amy Robinson, filed suit on July on June 22nd against party chair Katie Bernhardt in an attempt to stop her from suspending the party's bylaws to push through an endorsement of gubernatorial candidate Sean Wilson. State party bylaws only allow endorsements to be considered within 14 days of the close of the qualifying period for the election, which this year is August 8th through 10th. None of the party members wanted to wait that long to endorse Wilson because it would have wasted critical time for campaign fundraising. In a phone interview, Hearst explained that the Democratic National Committee typically waits on an official endorsement before it gives money to a state candidate. It was definitely hampering Sean Wilson's fundraising, Hearst said. Hearst fully supports endorsing Wilson, she said, but took issue with the process Bernhardt took to get it done. Party members knew well ahead of time that the bylaws needed to be amended to allow for a timely endorsement of Wilson, Hearst said. The process to change the bylaws requires a 45-day notice of the proposed changes to the party rules and bylaws committee, according to the party's constitution. However, that process never occurred. Instead, Bernhardt called for a suspension of the bylaws to endorse Wilson during the party's June 24th meeting, a move that ignored the constitutional notice requirements. The party's parliamentarian, Derek Shepard, allowed the motion and said it would need a two-thirds vote, Hearst said. Bernhardt declared the motion had passed in an 89-to-1 vote. The group then voted to endorse Sean Wilson in a unanimous 96-to-0 vote. The minimum number of party members needed for a quorum is 96 members. Here's the best part. Shepard, again, the party's parliamentarian, is not a registered parliamentarian. He is a former state senator and former lawyer who was permanently disbarred for money laundering. The Louisiana, state, uh, the Louisiana Senate allows for a suspension of some of its floor procedures with a two-thirds vote, but no such provision exists in the Democratic State Central Committee's bylaws or constitution. In other words, a guy who was convicted for money laundering was permanently disbarred and is not an actually registered parliamentarian, is nonetheless the Democratic Party's parliamentarian and said, yeah, this is fine. Just suspend it with a two-thirds vote. Something that does not appear in the Democratic Party's constitution. And the vote itself apparently violates the committee's quorum is 96 members. So the initial vote, the initial motion to suspend the rules did not have 96 votes. So quorum wasn't met. They wanted to use a rule that didn't exist. And if somehow the Republicans managed to lose to this in the fall, we only, or I'm sorry, we, yeah. The Republicans only have themselves to blame for this. This is nuts. The Democratic Party is, on a near constant basis, just absolutely falling over itself with its incompetence. And the fact that the Republicans can't win the gubernatorial mansion from them says a lot more about the Republicans than it does the Democrats. 
844-766-6607 is the number to call in. Let's jump to the phone lines now. Hi, welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Who's on the line? Call, are you there? Hey, hey, Cousin Cuttingham. This is Cornelius White from Alexandria, Louisiana. What's happening? How you doing, Cornelius? I really enjoy you, Cousin, because you remind me of the Cunninghams of Kentucky. They had a funeral home business up there. But I wanted to bring your attention to this, and I don't know if you saw it yet. On Trinity Broadcasting yesterday, they have a new movie out called The Sound of Freedom, and it's going to be opening on July the 4th. And Jim Caviezel, the guy that played in The Passion of the Christ, and he, he played the good guy in everything. He played on CBS's The Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's about child slavery and stuff, and they're trying to get everybody to get millions of people because there are millions of children that are in child slavery. I don't bring some news to you there, Mr. Cunningham. I don't know how many people listen to Coast to Coast on your network, too. As a child, I was raped by a preacher, teacher, or another child, and I'm so glad this movie is coming out because these preachers and teachers that are in charge of our children trying to transgender them and all like that need to be stopped. Mm-hmm. When my parents discovered that I was behaving kind of strangely, they beat the devil out of me to keep me in line, sir. So, like I said, please watch that movie July the 4th, mm-hmm. the Sound of Freedom movie.com if you want to get more information. And God bless your cousin Cunningham, and God bless Moon, and God bless America. All right, Cornelius, thank you very much for the call. And actually, that is a subject that I'm going to get to a little bit later in the show. Uh, there's some data that has come out on what issues Americans are really most passionate about. And actually, uh, child trafficking, human trafficking is a big part of that. And I want to get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, in the meantime, do have some breaking news now. These The Supreme Court uh, has struck down the Biden student loan forgiveness. Unanimous, uh, let's see. The first student loan case, Department of Education versus Brown, uh, unanimous. There's no standing there. Second student loan case, John Roberts is the author. It is a 6-3 vote with Kagan dissenting, joined by Sotomayor and Jackson. The majority opinion, the court agrees with the states that the HEROES Act does not authorize the debt forgiveness plan. So if you recall, the student loan forgiveness plan that was dropped by Biden used the HEROES Act, which was used to help uh, the families of victims of 9-11 and those who went to fight in the aftermath of 9-11, it allowed them to get some student loan forgiveness. And so that interpret the interpretation was expanded to include everybody with student loans. And the Supreme Court has just ruled you can't do that. So the Biden administration's student loan debt forgiveness program has been struck down. Uh from the court's opinion, by law and function, Mohila, which is a judicial tool in interpreting law, is an instrument of Missouri. It was created by the state to further a public purpose, is governed by state officials and state appointees, reports to the state, and may not be dissolved by the state. The debt forgiveness plan will cut those revenues, impairing its efforts to aid Missouri to college students. This acknowledged harm to Mohila in the performance 
of its public function is necessarily a direct injury to Missouri itself. So in other words, the states that were complaining that the debt forgiveness program would actually hurt the states, the Supreme Court has affirmed that. The Biden administration has relied on the HEROES Act, a post-9-11 law that allows the Secretary of Education to waive or modify any statutory or regulatory provision applicable to the Student Financial Assistance Program as the Secretary deems necessary in connection with a war or other military operation or national emergency. The Biden administration had extrapolated that to COVID-19. Even though the threat of COVID-19 had largely passed by the time that we had gotten to that point, the Biden administration was claiming that the after effects of the COVID-19 pandemic meant the HEROES Act could be used. And the Supreme Court said no. Having found that the states had standing to sue based on that Missouri tool, the court says the Biden administration could not rely on the HEROES Act for its student loan forgiveness plan. The authority to modify statutes and regulations allows the secretary to make modest adjustments and addition to existing regulations, Robert wrote. Roberts wrote, not transform them. So the Biden student debt plan has been struck down now as well. So two monumental cases today in the Supreme Court, the 303 creative case, religious liberty case, the Supreme Court says you cannot be compelled to create speech that violates your beliefs. And now we have the student loan plan being struck down. That is two huge wins for conservatives on the back of another huge win for conservatives in the Harvard case yesterday. So the Supreme Court ends its judicial term for this year with some major wins for conservatives and really for the Constitution. That is huge. That is huge. And it is going to cause an absolutely apoplectic reaction from the left. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We've got another segment coming up. When we come back, we will have a good bit of time. Of course, your call is 844-766-6607 to be part of the conversation. We also have plenty of news. Uh, Moon has mentioned it. I've kind of teased it on his show in the third hour yesterday. There's some polling out there on the governor's race that is pretty informative if you know what to look for. I'll break all that down and explain it in just a minute here on the Moon Graffon Show. is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. 
paid for by Landry for Louisiana. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. Hey, folks, it's Moon Graffiti. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon program. Moon Graffon just actually left the room. He's getting ready to fill in for Dan Bongino. That'll be a great show. He'll be talking about the Supreme Court cases as well. I know you guys have been very eager to uh, get his thoughts on all these. I'm not replacing him. I'm just delaying the inevitable because you know Moon is going to have a lot of thoughts on all these. So when he fills in for Dan today, you are going to get the Moon treatment. Excited to hear what he has to say about it. So the Supreme Court, again, if you are just joining us, the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of a Christian web designer saying that they do not have to, uh, they do not have to create a website for an LGBT wedding if, uh, and, and the state cannot compel them to. And that is pretty important. Now we've got the student loan case. The Supreme Court is ruling that the Biden administration had no right to use the HEROES Act to forgive student loans in the way they did. In fact, part of Robert's majority opinion here, uh, Roberts rejected the Biden administration's contention that the HEROES Act also gives the administration the power to waive legal provisions. Roberts wrote that the effort to waive here, quote, does not remotely resemble how it has been used on prior occasions. The question, Robert says, is not whether something should be done it is who has the authority to do it. And the Supreme Court has ruled that the Biden administration does not have the authority to do it. So some big Supreme Court cases coming down today. Very, very interesting. Very, very big wins for conservatives. It is just amazing to see how all of that has played out. Uh, anyway, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation Lots still to go over today, but the I, I want to real quick. I want to go to the affirmative action stuff. This this has been weighing on my mind kind of heavily because we saw such a big blow up yesterday about it, and there has been a lot of attempts to kind of gaslight the situation. There, there's actually people out there who are saying that that white people, excuse me, white people have gaslit Asian Americans 
into thinking they've been discriminated against. That's, that's actually a talking point that's out there right now. As though it wasn't proven in court. I mean, it's not in dispute. Those are the facts of the case that Harvard and UNC were actively discriminating against Asian Americans. The left is furious. They're attacking this extreme MAGA court, which, by the way, handed the Democrats key wins in election law and immigration policy just this week. Republicans were hoping to win. But now the Republicans have won this one, the affirmative action case, and the left is just furious over it. But like I said, John Roberts wrote it best. Separate but equal is inherently equal, unequal, said Brown. It depends, says the, the dissent. The dissent is saying, yeah, some discrimination is okay. That's what the dissenting opinions yesterday were about. And that's at the heart of the scathing but nonsensical dissenting opinion that was put forward by Katanji Brown Jackson, who, by the way, was officially recused from the case but still wrote this dissenting opinion. Remember, she was actually in the lower courts and heard the case before she was on the Supreme Court, so she couldn't make a ruling as a Supreme Court justice. So it was a 6-2 to two decision yesterday. Nonetheless, she wrote a dissenting opinion. One of the things she wrote... By the way, she herself is an affirmative action pick. Let's not forget that. And that's not, uh, that's not to, de- to uh, deride her or dismiss her, but she has directly benefited from affirmative action. Joe Biden said, I am going to pick a black woman to be my next nominee for the Supreme Court. And he chose Ketanji Brown-Jackson. There were many other qualified leftist judges like objectively more qualified. I'm not just saying that because I don't like her. There were objectively more qualified. I have problems with Supreme Court justices that are progressive. I'm, hell, I have some, some problems with some that are conservative. I'm, I've criticized John Roberts a lot. But you can be qualified and I can disagree with you. You can be qualified and I can disagree with you. Ketanji Brown-Jackson proved in her dissenting opinion she's not qualified. For instance, she cited a study that was brought up by by the defendants in the Harvard case, Harvard and, and UNC. She cited a study that they entered into the record citing that black newborns at high risk are more likely to survive if they have a black doctor than a white doctor. That's what the study said. That's, that's what they claimed the study said. Let me say that. The study has, the, that, that talking point from the study has been debunked. She wrote, for high-risk black newborns, having a black physician more than doubles the likelihood that the baby will live and not die. She cited the study put forward in the original case and how it was presented by the defense. The problem is that the study shows no such thing. And it's a failure of not just her, but the clerks who are working under her, that that opinion got out the door, citing that specific evidence. If a newborn is at high risk, they are sent to a neonatal neonatal ICU, NICU. And across the country, those are predominantly made up of white doctors. If you go to the NICU, your your chances as a high-risk baby of not making it are a lot higher. So if your baby has a black doctor, it's more likely than not it's because your child's not in the NICU. Not because black doctors are twice as effective at keeping black babies alive, but that's what she actually wrote in her dissenting opinion. But it goes beyond that because what she, what she was espousing in her opinion 
was actually critical race theory. And this is why critical race theory is such a substantively problematic perspective. Critical race theory puts everybody very neatly into a stereotypical box. The type of stereotyping, by the way, that the left often accuses the right of being racist for using, but they use it when they want to do things like affirmative action or critical race theory. All black people are victims. All black students are victims, and they will never be able to succeed if they don't have this extra leg up, which is extremely offensive to successful blacks like Clarence Thomas, who wrote that he was extremely offended in his opinion yesterday, his concurring opinion, where he absolutely tore Ketanji Brown Jackson's dissenting opinion apart. It was actually very cathartic to see John Roberts and Clarence Thomas both kind of working almost like it was coordinated in their opinions, just tearing the dissent apart yesterday. Because the dissent was emotional and had very little legal basis in what they wrote. But it was all emotional. It was all just, yeah, they, 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 did not, they did not use any legal or constitutional basis for their dissent. And the heart of the problem here is that at the end of the day, it's not that the progressives don't believe that, it's not that the progressives believe discrimination is wrong. Progressives believe that uh, progressives believe that discrimination is okay. It just depends on who you're discriminating against. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back for the next hour here on the Moogafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Yesterday, a fire broke out at Landry's Feed over in rain. The fire burned for several hours before it was finally put out by firefighters. Officials say they do not yet know exactly what caused that fire to start. A major accident Thursday on I-49 southbound in the frontage road near Ponda Mouton Road happened and one person was taken to the hospital. That person had moderate injuries. Police say two vehicles and an 18-wheeler crashed. The 18-wheeler police say hit a car from behind and that vehicle crashed into another. Travel for the 4th of July weekend is underway. And AAA estimates it will be among the busiest with close to 51 million Americans who will venture 50 miles or more away from home this Independence Day. AAA spokesperson Don Redman. Potential record numbers well beyond the previous record, which was set in 2019, just before COVID. We're expecting overall nationwide more than 50 million people traveling for the holiday. Redmond says with gas prices almost a dollar ten less than this time last year, that's one reason more people can travel for the holiday. But airline costs are almost 50 percent higher this year. And Redmond says it's not deterring travelers whatsoever. People are still flying in numbers. A percentage of, of over travelers, overall travelers, about eight percent to it, 
which we haven't seen in 20 years. So it's really an indication that people really want to travel. Well, he says air travel is up both domestic and international. AAA estimates 43 million people will drive to their destination, more than 2% more from last year and 4% higher than in 2019. Regionally, Redmond says about 4 to 5 million will travel by car. So it's going to be a very busy time for, for everyone who's traveling. Redmond says the earlier that you leave on your journey, the better among the best travel times are before 10 a.m. today and after 6 p.m. today. Also, before noon on Saturday is an ideal time to drive. Traffic should be minimal Sunday and Monday. Governor John Bell Edwards has vetoed a Senate bill that sought to phase out Louisiana's corporate franchise tax. The bill was sponsored by Republican Senator Brett Allen. He says he's disappointed because the state's franchise tax system is cited as a big reason companies choose not to come to our state. If you want to disincentivize people from investing capital in the state, tax it. And that's what franchise tax does. So they're, again, very disappointed. In his veto statement, the governor says he's concerned the effects of having two stacked tax phase-outs in play would have on state revenue and future budgets. Alain says his bill would have been beneficial to Louisiana's business environment and the economy. He didn't necessarily say that it was a bad idea. He thought that the timing was bad, and and that's his opinion. He's the governor. He has the right to veto it, but I disagree with that opinion. Alain says his SB1 would have meant real tax reform for Louisiana, and he regrets the governor's decision. I think anytime you can do real tax reform, it's good time. You know, his message says what it says, and I just disagree with it. Now, Alain is term limited, so he cannot bring the bill back next year. In other headlines today, extra hours of play and scorching temperatures for kids can mean dehydration. Health officials have a word of caution. Dr. Kevin Stevens says parents should stay alert for severe signs of dehydration. You will see the eyes that actually look very much sunken, dry, cool skin. You can see irritability, drowsiness, or dizziness. Water is the first choice for keeping children hydrated, and Stephen says other cool options are helpful. Popsicle, jello, uh, fruit, like for instance, watermelon, and those kind of fruits are very high in water. Stephen suggests if signs of severe dehydration occurs to seek medical attention. I'm Tico Fox. You're up to date. I'm Bernadette Lee. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Kali Saloon. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Summertime's here and it's time for those trips. How about a short trip down the road to beautiful Natchitoches, Louisiana? The Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame and Northwest Louisiana History Museum has a new exhibit coming up. It's called Soul of the South. 30 pieces of contemporary art by Louisiana artists. There is a free reception Saturday, July 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. And you get to see all the sports exhibits at the sports 
Sports Hall of Fame. Get more details at louisianastatemuseum.org. Pack the Backpack, coming up July 1st through August 1st, sponsored by Gifting Grace Project. They're trying to pack 750 backpacks for families in need. Lots of ways to give with school supplies and donating money. Get the details at giftinggraceproject.com. By the way, the Delcom Seafood Market we advertised last week in July will not happen. The next Delcom Seafood Market is in August. We'll keep you posted. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon, who is getting ready to fill in for Dan Bongino. Uh, this is a pretty big day. We have the Supreme Court decisions that are out. We have yesterday's Supreme Court decision. I mentioned a little bit ago about the Louisiana Democratic Party just being an absolute disarray. And, of course, the Republican Party has their own little competition going on right now. Uh, and that is with the governor's race. So there was a poll that Greg Hilburn wrote about earlier this week. That that poll was a release from Reboot Louisiana. That is a pack supporting Stephen Waggespack, who is running for governor. Gave Waggespack sixteen percent support in the polling. Now I happen to know that on the other end of the partisan fight, there was a poll commissioned and done by a PAC supporting uh, Jeff Landry. And that poll showed that he didn't have 16% of support. Uh, Landry had 20, what was it, 21% to Sean Wilson's 22% in the Reboot Louisiana poll. And no, I'm sorry. He had 25% to Sean Wilson's 27%. Waggis Pack was nine points behind him with 16%, and John Schroeder was nine points behind him with 7%. That was the Reboot Louisiana poll. The uh, poll done by the PAC supporting Landry uh, has Landry at 35%, Wilson at 17%, Waggis Pack at 6%, Schroeder with 3%. Now, these are two partisan polls that are being pushed forward by PACs supporting two candidates. You also had the Kitchens Group poll, uh, which was, I think, uh, let me see. Uh, it was the Kitchens Group. When was that? Yeah, that was a week ago. Jeff Landry on top, Sean Wilson next in that race as well. So the Reboot Louisiana poll is the only one that shows Jeff Landry behind Sean Wilson. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But the Kitchens Group poll, which there are no crosstabs or anything for that I've seen, um, Wilson had 21% of the vote. Uh, Jeff Landry had... Uh, Jeff Landry had more than that. Where It's not... this. The NOLA.com piece is, uh, 
horribly written in that it doesn't show the numbers. That's incredible. It only says that Wilson has 21% of the vote. Uh, let's see. Landry, who had been the attorney general, has been the front runner throughout the race, and the kitchen poll showed that he... Okay, 31%. So Jeff Landry has 31% in the kitchen's poll. Uh, Sean Wilson has 21% of the vote. And then 25% were undecided. And you have, I think, like 18% who were undecided in the Reboot Louisiana poll. And in the Landry poll, you had 31% undecided. Still a lot of undecided votes out there. If I had to guess, I would say that that 27% for Sean Wilson that's in the Reboot Louisiana poll is probably his ceiling. That's probably his ceiling. He will probably capture just shy of 30% of the vote in the final election day, maybe less depending on who actually shows up on election day. But 27% is probably his ceiling. You know, that's with all the Democrats consolidating. The real question now is, is any Republican going to be able to take away from Jeff Landry? When you look at the polls that are not the Reboot Louisiana poll, what you see is that the only person Waggis Pack is hurting is John Schroeder. He's not actually taking any support away from Jeff Landry. And even then, when you look at the Reboot Louisiana poll, it looks like Waggis Pack's numbers come from the undecided voters rather than from Jeff Landry. Jeff Landry just stays stagnant in their poll while, uh, while Waggis Pack grows. So at 18% more, if all 18% went to of uh, the undecideds in the Reboot Louisiana poll went to Waggis Pack, then yeah, Waggis Pack can overcome Jeff Landry and even overcome Sean Wilson. That will never happen. You don't have 100% of undecideds going to one candidate. They're going to be split up. That undecided vote is the people who are not sure about Jeff Landry or who are just against Jeff Landry but don't see a viable alternative. Most of those undecideds ultimately will stay home. They're not going to just all of a sudden pick a candidate and go with it. Most of those undecideds will probably stay home. Some will go with Waggisback. Some will go with Schroeder. Some will go with Sharon Hewitt. Some may go to Richard Nelson. I'm not sure. I would like to see Richard Nelson do a lot better. I think he's brought some great ideas to the table. He just has no name recognition right now. I would rather see him continue to fight in the legislature and get some good conservative ideas out there and into the open and try to build some bridges with other conservatives and really make some headwinds into a legislative agenda that is Republican but not conservative. He's actually pretty progressive. But how do you beat Jeff Landry? If you're the type of person that wants to beat Jeff Landry, I know that by saying that I've angered a lot of you and want you to and, and makes you want to call in because you think I'm advocating against Jeff Landry. I'm not. I don't have a single dog in this fight. My vote on election day will be entirely mine and will be very, very private. But if you are somebody who is wary of Jeff Landry, first of all, why would you be wary of Jeff Landry? Well, it's the same reason that you have voters on the national level who are wary of Ron DeSantis, who are wary of Donald Trump. They don't like the constant fighter personality. They want somebody who would be a little bit different in that. 
So they're they're looking for something a little calmer, a little less fighty, and a little more policy oriented. And so they'd be looking at a Schroeder or looking at a Waggis pack. But those undecideds who may be against, it's not that they're anti-Jeff Landry. They just don't think that Jeff Landry is best going to represent the state, which is fine. It's completely up to them if that's how they choose. The majority of those undecideds, though, it's not that they're Democrats. They're just Republicans with too many options, and they're not sure who's the best fit. So the Reboot Louisiana poll has 18%. The Kitchens Group poll has 25%. The Jeff Landry Pack poll has... 31% undecided. Most of those, again, are Republicans who just don't know which way to go. Ultimately, it's still Jeff Landry's race to lose. And unlike the last two elections, unless something changes between now and October... I don't think you have the same dynamic in in this election that you had in those elections where the Republicans so turned each other off that once one got nominated, a bunch stayed home. I think if they can keep it relatively cordial, and of course the the PACs behind the two uh, Republican candidates that have been fighting each other are not doing their candidates any favors. But if they stay relatively clean and they focus on fixing the state then I think you've got something very different here. I think you've got Republicans who their guy may not win, but they're, they'll be fine going to vote for the Republican who makes it into the runoff, into the general election against Sean Wilson. But it's up to the candidates to prevent the type of thing that we've seen the past two governor's races, where Republicans were so bitter that their guy lost or the Republicans who lost were so bitter they they went and basically stabbed the other Republican in the back. I mean, you had Scott Angel, who just basically stayed home, didn't do anything to support David Bitter. You had Jay Darden, who just up and turned tail and went and cut a deal with John Bell Edwards to become the commissioner of administration in exchange for his support. That severely undercut David Bitter, who had enough baggage to already make voters skeptical. And and then in the last one, you had Eddie Rispone, who made so many mistakes in terms of attacking Ralph Abraham, an entire congressional district said, nah. And they stayed home, or they voted for John Bell Edwards. Not saying I agree with those decisions, but I don't blame them. It was so nasty and so negative and so divisive. So now these Republicans have to basically come to terms with the fact that if they don't win, they can't just tell their voters to stay home. Because if you really, really are opposing the Democrats having the governor's mansion for another term, you want to shake hands and make friends. And you have to do that by supporting one another, no matter who gets into the runoff against Sean Wilson. 844-766-6607 is the number. Before we go, uh, let's see, do we want, let's take this call before we go to break, and then we'll go to break. We've got Chris in Lafayette. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I think you're wrong on the people wanting, not wanting a fighter. I believe after all this that's happened this year with the crime and everything else and the China deal, and, uh, it, it, on the local level and the national level, we as conservatives are tired of being quiet and conservative 
We want a fighter that will knock the teeth out of the next guy and keep going and not be compromised and not back down. We want somebody that got some backbone. And I, we got that with uh, 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 Landry, and, and we definitely got that with uh, Trump. I don't disagree with you. I, I know that conservatives want a fighter, but it's not just conservatives who are going to be voting in those races. How do conservatives convince the people who may not want a fighter that Jeff Landry and John, Donald Trump is the way to go? That's going to be the question because you, you look at all the data that's out there. And it's clear that, that the, the, the rest of the, voters, the, the moderate voters, the ones who can go either way, they're not necessarily interested in that. So how do you convince them? Well, I think you might not be correct on that either, because even the, the middle of the road and the left leftists are starting to say, wait a minute, we, we can't keep going like this. The crime is high, the, you know, the LGBTQ, all this stuff going, teaching kids uh, uh, about uh, that stuff. Uh, I think that everybody is tired of with the way it's going. So not just the, the conservatives are definitely the stronghold, but I do believe the middle of the road and the leftists are kind of starting to see the light, too. All right, Chris, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. We're going to take this break. 844-766-6607 is the number. You can call in and share your opinions, too. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon back in just a moment. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. It's the Money Minute brought to you by Matthew James Financial Group. Check them out at matthew-james.com. Okay, what do I need to know about taxes once I retire? They're lower, right? Because that's the first thing people are going to say. I shouldn't have to pay any more taxes, right? The myth is, is that when you go into retirement, number one, most people put their money in tax-deferred accounts, assuming, because that's what we were told, assume when we go into retirement, our taxes are going to be lower because our income's lower. So that's the theory. But what happens is it's complete opposite. Your taxes will be a, 
a reflection off of the different types of income that you have. So if you have a pension, if you have social security, you're withdrawing from an IRA, you have rental properties, you have dividends. We got to look at all those different types of incomes and stack them together. In most cases, actually, people's taxes will actually go up in retirement, not go down. So you want to have a plan when you get into retirement to have a withdrawal strategy, an income strategy that creates the most tax efficient income stream. You know, you can pay Uncle Sam less, especially when they start raising their rates down the road. Big question, John. I'm 60 now. When should I take Social Security? So if you take it at 62, which you got to know, number one, they cut 30% off immediately. On top of that, let's say your provisional income in your household, if you're married, filing joint, is $44,000 a year or more, then they're going to take 85% of that remaining balance and retax it at your tax rate. But if you wait till full retirement age, number one, you get a max benefit, okay? Then your spouse, if you're married, is going to get basically half of what you're getting at full retirement age. But then let's say if you delay it till all the way to 70 or every year you delay it past full retirement age, it grows by 8% each year. So depending on your situation from how much money you need or looking at it from a tax standpoint or long-term plan, you might have to take it at 62. You might should wait, take it at 65 or wait till full retirement age or wait all the way to 70. It depends on your situation. For more info, it's real simple. 337-366-8366 or go to matthew-james.com. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Townsquare Media. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon program. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. Moon is not out for the day. You will hear him pretty soon. He'll be filling in for Dan Bongino. So if your market is about to switch over to Dan at the top of the hour or here locally, if you're switching over to Dan at 12 o'clock, then you will be hearing Moon. He is not out for the day. In fact, he's been kind of in and out of here throughout the morning as he's been prepping his show. I know he's going to talk about the Supreme Court cases. I know he's got a lot to talk about the national scene. You're not going to want to miss a minute of that. But stick around here because I'm not done yet either. So Chris in the last segment gave us a call. And he disagreed with me a bit. And and he said, I think you're wrong. I think people want to fight her right now. Absolutely. I think you're right. Now, when Cornelius called in early, he brought up a topic that I, I said I wanted to get back to. And this is incredibly important. This is something I've talked a lot about on my show. There is a poll that is out. And a lot of people were misreading the poll. The poll was from NBC News. So fair warning, NBC News. But this poll actually, I'm fairly certain, is really accurate in what it was saying. They polled Republican primary voters and they said, are these topics make do these topics make you more likely or less likely to support a candidate? Do you know the topic? Do you know the talking point, the platform point that more people that made more people switch their support to a candidate? Deploying troops to the U.S. Uh, to the U.S. Mexico border to stop illegal drugs from entering the country. 55% of Republican primary voters said that would make them more likely to support a candidate. 29% said it would make them less likely. That's the most important issue among, or one of the most important issues among Republican primary voters right now. It is the border, but it's not the immigration part of it. It's the fentanyl stuff. And that goes with something Chris was saying in the last segment, the crime, the border. 
the fentanyl crisis in particular has a lot of folks very, very worried. And there's another part of this as well. There is uh, a story. It's a few months old, but do you guys remember the story? Uh, they, they shared this story of a progressive principal who was asking for donations to support an illegal immigrant student at the school. Somebody filed a Freedom of Information Act request to get that email. And the contents of the email are shocking, not because of some hyper-progressive agenda, but because of the, the circumstances surrounding that student. That student was brought here by a coyote. That student owed $5,000 to the coyote or the cartel would kill his family. He owed around, he, he had been working, he'd been working a job and going to school full time. And again, this is a teenager. This is a high school student working jobs and owe, and still owed about $2,000. And so that principal or that assistant principal, who, by the way, like they, they, they got her, they figured out who the principal was, looked up her social media. She's full on progressive activist and everything. But that assistant principal explained those circumstances in the email and said, we need to help this student. This student needs $2,000. The principal's not, the assistant principal's not the bad guy in this story. The bad guy in the story are the cartels and the coyotes that are bringing people across the border. With Cornelius's call earlier, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the fentanyl coming across the border, the cartels flooding our streets on purpose. Merrick Garland said those words on purpose. The cartels are flooding our streets on purpose with fentanyl. That's what's worrying American voters right now. You know what else is worrying American voters? And this is, this is, my, this is where, where Chris and I in the last segment would disagree. I think the hyper-woke stuff, as important as it is, we should be absolutely fighting against the Fred Mills of the world who think it's perfectly fine for you to go in and mutilate a child. But we should also be looking at what voters, not just on the conservative side and not just on the leans right side, but what are the, the moderates and the independents and even the slightly center ref, what do they care about right now? They care about the American kitchen table. Friends and family who are overdosing on fentanyl. Friends and family and even themselves who are struggling in the current economy. Inflation is still super high. We have a recession just around the corner. By most economic measurements, we still have a recession on the way. And the Biden administration is actually running around saying that Bidenomics is all cool and everything, and, and we're doing great. And that directly conflicts with what you and I are experiencing day in and day out. That is so, so, so important to remember. A lot of American voters are worried about these issues. Can you find somebody who fights on those, but also is willing to bring across the other side, the voters from the other side and get and win them over too? That's what I'm curious about. Which candidate can do that? The Moon Graffon Show. Moon is coming up in a little bit on Dan Bongino. Joe Cunningham filling in 844-766-6607 is the number. We'll take a break and be right back.
I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. This is Moon Graffon. I've always believed there's two types of fishermen. There are people like me that love to fish. And there are people like Don Dubuque who can catch fish. And that's why you need to listen to the Outdoor Show with Don Dubuque Saturdays from 5 to 7 a.m. Here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Brought to you by Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer seven years in a row. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon program. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. Moon is not gone. He will be on your radio shortly. If you get the Dan Bongino show, he will be coming up next after I'm done filling in for him. So do not panic. You will get your daily dose of Moon today. I promise. 844-766-6607 is the number for you to be able to call and be part of the program. Chris Hayes. The guy who likes to pretend to be intelligent on MSNBC with his own show writes lots of very bad things in this six that this six three majority has done. Dobbs being, in his opinion, the worst. But them deciding you are now ten thousand dollars poorer than you were yesterday is really a hell of a thing. I don't know, Chris. I think you're right. I think the Supreme Court making a decision based on the Constitution, the law, is rather shameful because how dare they not take into account poor financial choices? Really, just the, the nerve of these people 
Chris Hayes, the progressives, all these people who sit there and ignore what the Supreme Court is actually supposed to do because the Supreme Court does not align with their feelings They are clearly in the wrong always and forever. This is really just messed up stuff. And again, I say what I said earlier. The progressives are just proving themselves to be incredibly inconsistent in this. The Supreme Court has shown today that they are about consistency in the Constitution. That's what the Roberts Court ultimately is. Whether or not you agree with some of the things Chief Justice John Roberts has done, and I think chief among them has been the Affordable Care Act decision that really paved the way for the for John and that really submitted uh, John Roberts' legacy as a status quo guy rather than a true conservative. But Roberts and his court are now showing beyond a doubt. That consistency is what they're looking for, consistency across these issues. That's why you have a Supreme Court that decided you can't discriminate against transgender people, also deciding you can't discriminate against Asian Americans. And you know who's mad about that? The liberals who support the Bostock trans decision and the people who were opposed to the Harvard decision they're the ones who are, who are all in favor of the inconsistency. You have to draw these special little bubbles that protect certain groups. Damn the consequences if it affects another group that's usually protected. The progressives really and truly think that discrimination is okay so long as you're discriminating against the people that we don't like at the moment or the people who deserve the discrimination more than the people who are be, than we want to be protected from it. Christians, Asian Americans, it's okay to discriminate against them so long as black students and the LGBT crowd, as long as they're protected. And keep in mind, Colorado, where this 303 case originates, that's the, that, that was the, the Masterpiece Cakes state. That's the state that went after the Masterpiece Cakes guy, and the Supreme Court ruled in a very narrow decision that the, that the state showed malice. It's not, they didn't rule that the state was wrong to go after him. They just said that the state made it about religion and therefore violated because they called the, they called the guy's religious views Nazi-like or whatever. Like the state actually said that. That's how you know there's malice towards Christianity and some of these state laws. They were actively, openly attacking the guy's religion in their state-level rulings, and that's what the Supreme Court said was a no-no. Now, with this 6-3 decision today, they've come with a broader ruling So on top of Masterpiece Cakes, they are now saying, no, you cannot compel somebody's work product, which is, in effect, their speech. You cannot compel that speech. And the left is mad. The left is furious. They're all saying that they they are, that, no, you're discriminating against trans people. And yet they turn around and say, yes, you can discriminate against Asian Americans so long as it gets black and Hispanic kids into Ivy League universities. They're the inconsistent ones. The Supreme Court has said, the Supreme Court has said, no, you cannot compel speech. No, you cannot discriminate against Asian Americans. No, you cannot discriminate against trans people. And the progressives are happy about some and mad about the other. That's not 
equal application of the law. That's not consistent application of the law. The Supreme Court is there as the great balancing act. Lady Justice is depicted with scales for a reason. Everything has to balance out. That's the reason why we have this checks and balances system. The Supreme Court can come in and say, hey, the HEROES Act is a law that you are now stretching too thin. You cannot just waive some legal barriers in order to make your interpretation of the law work. You can't do it that way. That is overstepping the bounds of your branch. It brings balance back to the legislative and the executive branches. And the left is mad, not because they, not because they disagree with the legal ruling and the constitutional rationale of this. They're mad because some people will now have to pay $10,000 more for their student loans. Which, by the way, is a policy that ultimately impacts upper-class white kids more than it affects the poor middle-class, minority groups. Keep that in mind, too. It's a bunch of whiny, upper-middle-class, at worst, people who are complaining most about this. The student loan forgiveness plan, yeah, it helps some people in the middle and lower classes, but it helps far more People in the upper class, people who don't really need it, who get these massive student loans, who are wealthy enough to then pursue these advanced degrees and pull out more loans. They have all these loans because they can afford these degrees that really don't do anything for their job prospects. And then they whine and moan about how much money they owe in student loans because they made bad college decisions. They made bad financial decisions. And they expect you and me to cover it. I've never understood the compulsion to seek a higher degree for a job that you will never make enough money to pay off if you can even get a job in that field. But that's what, sorry, that's what the progressives want you to pay off. That's ultimately what they want you to pay off. Their rule, they, they want Supreme Court rulings based on their sensitivities, their feelings, their emotions, not the actual legal and constitutional aspects of the cases. Ultimately, ultimately, the Supreme Court last week when it ruled on immigration that, the, that Louisiana and Texas could not force their interpretation of federal law on the rest of the country – Ultimately, that ends up being consistent with everything else the Supreme Court said, that there is a supremacy clause. And really, do you want the states to be able to affect the interpretation of law across the entire country? Do you want California's interpretation of federal laws to affect you and me? Because that's what the Supreme Court ultimately shut down last week. They're being consistent in their balancing act. This past week, the independent legislative theory where the Supreme Court said, no, the legislature is not completely independent of the courts and the courts can oversee these election maps. If we didn't have that type of Supreme Court to say that, you know what it would have invalidated? It would have invalidated the New York congressional maps that the courts went back and redrew. We have a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives right now because of New York's current map that was drawn by the courts. Do you really want to overturn that? The Supreme Court says, no, we're being consistent. 
The left is mad about constitutional legal consistency because they don't believe in consistency. They believe in ruling based on their feelings and emotions for whatever pet group they want to assist at that given point. The left is fundamentally opposed to legal and constitutional consistency. They are opposed to the Constitution. They are opposed to your Bill of Rights because your freedom of speech, your freedom to practice your religion in the way you want to, which includes the doctrine of vocation, meaning you can practice your faith through your work, that is unfair to the uh, gay, lesbian, trans crowd. Your freedoms are unfair to a group, so they don't want you to have those freedoms. Your right to keep and bear arms is unfair to people who die in gun violence. Therefore, you shouldn't have it. There is nothing about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that they like because it limits their power. And that's what they're most interested in is the power. To, uh, I'm sorry. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call. And we'll be back with that and more to wrap up the first two hours of the show here on the Moon Graffon program. Don't worry, you will be hearing Moon's voice soon enough when he fills in for Dan Bongino. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon back in just a moment. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. The government hire. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon program. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. 
He will be up on Dan Bongino's show shortly. For those of you that get Dan at 11 o'clock, Moon will be on your radio, so don't worry. If, like here, you don't get Dan until noon, you just got to wait one more hour with me, and then you can get to it. 844-766-6607 is the number to call in if you want to be part of the program. So, sorry, I had to switch computers here. There's a lot of bouncing around that has to happen when Moon is filling in for Dan. But uh, I am here. Let me pull up the story I wanted to get to because uh, there's a lot. So for those of you who don't know, I write at redstate.com, conservative news and opinion site. We've got a ton of stuff up there. Going to uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson and really her dissent yesterday in, uh, in the affirmative action case, Winsome Sears, who is a black woman, who is, uh, she is the, she's not, yeah, she's the lieutenant governor of Virginia. I'm sorry, I had to remember her position there. Winsome Sears uh, was asked about Katanji Brown-Jackson's uh, opinion, her dissenting opinion. I want you to listen to what she has to say. We all want an opportunity. I don't want to go to a doctor because of the color of their skin. I, I want to know that the doctor is duly licensed, understands the human body, and can treat me properly. That's what I want. Uh, now, if the doctor happens to be female, that's wonderful. And sometimes for some of us, you know, we'd like a female doctor from time to time. But generally, that's what we want. I mean, how how can I take the bread out of an Asian child's mouth and give it to a black child and vice versa? We want all children to have an opportunity. That's what my father received when he came with only a dollar seventy-five in his pocket. And some people would say that he was back in the starting blocks while the white child was halfway at the, the completion line. But I would say to you, my father used education, education to get him where he is now comfortably retired, yeah. an immigrant. And I'm saying we are overcomers. Black children are overcomers. The slaves did not die in the fields. So we could be saying in this century that we are victims, Martha. They would say to us, is that what we died for? No, we died for you to have an opportunity. Take it. You have that. We have had a black president. We have sitting in the White House, uh, well, just about, I guess, in, in, in the vice presidency, a woman whose father came from Jamaica two years before my father came from Jamaica at the height of the civil rights movement. She's second in command. We have me. I'm second in command, Martha, yeah. in the former capital of the Confederate States. Have things changed? Yeah. They have. And I say to our children, you are overcomers. Don't let anyone tell you you're a victim. Because if you are a victim, that means you need a political savior. You don't need them. Yeah. Stay in school. You know what, study, there are, And Winsome Sears is exactly right. Now, it's, it's, very, it's very easy for me as a white male to say, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a land where we are all equal. And we know. We, we know deep down there are some people who still, they don't get all of the same opportunities. But look at Winsome Sears. Look at uh, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. Look at Tim Scott, uh, born in the heart of the Confederacy, 
born uh, a descendant of slaves on both sides. He is now the first black senator from the state, uh, the first black U.S. senator from the state of South Carolina. He is running for president. He was born and raised in the heart of the Confederacy. You have Winsome Sears. You have, look at, look at the advancement of not just African-Americans, but look across the country, all sorts of folks. Nikki Haley, the parent, uh, the, the child of Indian immigrants. Bobby Jindal here in Louisiana, the same way. You have plenty of folks who have overcome these opportunities. That's what offended Clarence Thomas so much, and he wrote about it in his concurring opinion yesterday. That affirmative action puts a forever puts a scarlet letter on a black student. Because now there will always be a question of, did I earn this or was I given it because of my race? Clarence Thomas believed affirmative, that he was the product of affirmative action at first, and he has since changed his mind on that. But yesterday, every progressive attacking Clarence Thomas said, well, he, he got where he was because of affirmative action. Now he's taken away from black students. And he will fervently tell you that he did not. He did it because of his own hard work. He came, he grew in, in, in poverty. He grew up with a, an, an abusive grandfather. He loved his grandfather dearly, but he was an abusive grandfather. He overcame a lot to get to where he was. Or where he is. And he will tell you it wasn't because of affirmative action. It's because he worked his butt off to get there. And the Democrats say you don't need to work your butt off. You are a victim. And you can forever be taken care of. You can forever be taken care of because you were perpetually a victim. Nothing about you except for your race matters. And because of your race, you are a victim. Meanwhile, the people who have been victimized in this, the Asian-American students, they aren't allowed the opportunity to say they are a victim. The left is mad that they brought this lawsuit because it takes victim status away from black and Latino students and gives it to the Asian-American students who were actually victimized by discrimination. Two wrongs don't make a right. You don't stop racial discrimination with more racial discrimination. That doesn't make sense. It Logically, it doesn't make sense. Emotionally, it shouldn't make sense. But people are twisting themselves into rhetorical and legal pretzels to try to justify that sort of thing. That's where we are here. That's where we are right now with a progressive movement that is so prescribed to the victim mentality of the groups it supports that any attempt to say, well, actually what you're saying is still discrimination, it's just discrimination you approve of, they get apoplectic about it. They lose their minds over it because they're being called out on what is actually true. And because it points out the flaws in their supposed logic. Republicans aren't saying that colleges can now discriminate against black students. And that, that's what they're trying to skew it as. That's what the left is trying to skew this as. The Supreme Court said in its ruling yesterday, discrimination is wrong. You cannot discriminate against somebody based on their race, no matter what, including admissions to universities. The Supreme Court has consistently said discrimination is wrong. Affirmative action is an example of two wrongs not making a right. People pretend it did, it did. 
but two wrongs don't make a right. Discrimination can't solve discrimination. But that's what the left really, really wants to keep going because it helps perpetuate the victimhood that they then use to try to corral up as many votes as they can. But again, you start looking at what we've seen over the past few election cycles. You start looking at some of that data coming out from different voting groups. They don't care about that near as much anymore as they care about the stuff I mentioned a little while ago. They care about crime. They care about the fentanyl crisis. They care about the border. They care about the economy. They care about all these kitchen table things. And the Democrats don't know how to handle that shift in ideology. They really don't. All right. For you guys who listened to the first two hours, that's it for me. Moon Grafon is coming up next if your station picks up Dan Bongino. If not, stick around. Moon will be back before you know it. For those of you in the local area, back for one more hour. Then we've got Moon for Dan Bongino. You guys have a great holiday weekend. Talk to you again soon. Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in and signing out. Facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. This is a Fox News alert. Debt relief is canceled on Lisa Brady. The U.S. Supreme Court says President Biden doesn't have the authority without congressional approval to wipe out hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt in a 6-3 ruling rejecting the administration's argument that a law allowing waivers used to pause loan payments could allow the debt relief. 26 million Americans had asked for and 40 million were eligible to have their loans canceled, eliminating up to $20,000 in debt per student, wiping clean their principal and interest and about half of all existing student loans. Well, now families are going to have to find two to $400 a month in their budget to pay for those loans. Fox's William Lajeunesse supporters argued help is needed because so many borrowers are behind post-pandemic that it hurts the economy. But critics say, you know, the loan was a choice and those who did pay their loan or did not attend college should not be forced to subsidize the others. The White House was prepared for this, a source saying the president will announce new actions to protect student loan borrowers and put the blame on Republicans for relief being denied. Though in Congress, both the House and Senate recently rejected loan forgiveness as well, there are separate Democrat and Republican proposals to address student debt. The Supreme Court also ruling 6-3 in favor of a Colorado graphic designer who doesn't want to make wedding websites for same-sex couples. That graphic designer, Lori Smith, said Colorado's anti-discrimination law violated her First Amendment rights by forcing her to perform actions that violated her religious liberty. That law prevented businesses from denying service based on a customer's sexual orientation. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, supporters of the law say it's needed to prevent LGBTQ discrimination. The Indiana Supreme Court just ruling that the state's abortion ban does not violate the state constitution, but a legal fight continues. America is listening to Fox News. 
a decade, Simply Safe has revolutionized home security, and our latest advancement is here: 24/7 LiveGuard protection, only from Simply Safe. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/radio. Advanced home security, 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and is shutting down bus and tram services after a fourth night of protests and rioting over the police killing of a teenager during a traffic stop. Armored police vehicles ran through the charred remains of cars that had been flipped and set ablaze in the northwest Paris suburb of Nanterre. Right, police officers firing tear gas, breaking up a march in the port city of Marseille. The teen killed has only been identified as Nahel, a French citizen of Algerian and Moroccan descent. A relative says his funeral is Saturday. A police officer who pulled the trigger has been detained, facing charges of voluntary homicide by prosecutors. And the entire mayor said... France needs to push for changes in disadvantaged neighborhoods. Fox's CJ Papa, Alan Arkin has died, an actor known for his wide range and many roles. He won an Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine. A real loser is somebody that's so afraid of not winning, they don't even try. Now you're trying, right? Yeah. Well, then you're not a loser. Alan Arkin was 89, his two sons calling him a uniquely talented force of nature, both as an artist and a man. A retail chain with a lot of fans may still end up going away. Christmas tree shops will be liquidating all stores after the home decorating company defaulted on a loan that funded its bankruptcy. Christmas tree filed for bankruptcy last month and planned to close a small number of underperforming stores and exit bankruptcy reorganization by August. However, its business wasn't strong enough to allow it to make loan payments. It wasn't able to replenish store shelves fast enough to sustain the business. The 70 remaining stores will be liquidated unless a buyer emerges in the next week or so. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. Wall Street's rallying at the end of the quarter. Right now the Dow's up 215, the Nasdaq and the S&P gaining more than 1%. I'm Lisa Brady. This is Fox News. Today, use the EatLafayette.com website to find a great locally owned restaurant to try and use your Eat Lafayette digital passport to check in at a participating restaurant and you get another chance to win a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL.